Hey, Podcast World. This is Ramon Sanchez. I'm an associate clinical social worker out in California and host of Desigmatize, a roundtable mental health podcast for professionals I know, members of my community, and some of my friends can discuss topics worth destigmatizing. For this episode, I'm invited Jose Esperi, a local food critic from Bakersfield, California. I've invited Jose to make an announcement, as well as be able to talk about his journey to self-discovery and mental health. Jose agreed to come on Desigmatize to be able to give his perspective to anyone who's going through similar experiences as well as give his advice for anyone who wants to take a leap of faith. And now, here's our episode. All right, season two, episode six of the Stigmatized Mental Health Podcast. I'm here with Jose Eseberry. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. So welcome to Stigmatize. Like I said in the intro, this is this is going to be such a fun episode for me because this is honestly like, I, I mean, there's there's so much that we're going to get into, and and just for those that are, you know, that that are that are listening, I, I saw you at the bar a couple like a couple days ago. We Jose and I we we go back. We there's pictures of us and at um, beer festivals and whatnot. And I actually just saw some like not too long ago, really, <laughs> with some old friends that we used to hang out with. Then I'll actually show you some of those pictures later on. But but Jose and I are friends, and we hadn't we hadn't spoken in a while. Uh, of course, you know, kind of life kind of kicks in and whatnot. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I saw you at the bar, and, and you had an announcement. And I'm not gonna go ahead and spoil it, uh, but I'm like, you, dude, you need to jump on this podcast, and <laughs> this is what this I do a mental health podcast, dude. I think that it would be great. What made you want to come on? Uh, cause, uh, it just sounded interesting. Just, uh, kind of just share with people what I'm planning to do, what I want to do. And, uh, you seem pretty excited about it. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Why not help out a friend and, uh, just join the show and hopefully, uh, I'm not uh, boring or anything. <laughs> no, not at all, dude. I think it's, it's going to be great. So before we get into anything, I've had this habit this season of asking my guest, who are they? So with that being said, who is Jose? To be genuinely honest, I think that's one of the main reasons I'm going to do what I'm about to do. I'm kind of like trying to figure out like, who am I? For a, for a while there, my job working at Target for 16 years was uh, my, pretty much my identity, you know? It's just like I really didn't like, I kind of lost interest in a lot of things and I realized that like, I don't even know what I'm really interested in anymore. So uh, hopefully once I start going on this little adventure, I'll, uh, I'll have a better idea. Right. And before we start talking about that adventure, let's, you and I, we have a lot of similarities where we grew up our family being as important as as they are for for one another share with our listeners a little bit more about your upbringing and who you are uh born mexico but i was pretty much raised in california my whole life uh my mom raised me and all my brothers and sisters all by herself my brother pretty much was like the male role model kind of the man that even to this day i respect the most so it's just uh so pretty much, you know, I've always got taught to like work hard, you know, you get rewarded and all that good stuff. So that's about it, man. That's kind of the way I was raised. I love putting sports, I love watching sports, you yeah. know. Yeah, huge Niners <laughs> fan. We have that in common. Absolutely. Yeah, so very simple stuff. No, Nothing really unique to say and stuff, but like, yeah. And I, I traveled here and there before. Travels are fun, but other than that. Yeah, well, it's not too much about me, really. So you went to school, and you graduated high school, and then you said you started working at Target for 16 years. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty much right after high school, that was pretty much my whole life, just having a full-time job. 
and and that was that was it like yeah i tried college it's just like i just it's just not you know it's one of those things where it's just not for me like what's for everybody but it's just something that didn't just i never really resonated with it i felt like i just nothing i was ever really focused on of wanting a career in a certain field right but even with that being said you dedicated that to target yeah you you get you gave that career that that life essentially dude 16 years is a long time oh yeah yeah most so, definitely are you still with them uh no no i, I left uh my last day was like in the first week of july gotcha so before we get into anything deeper you, you know, i'm just gonna go straight into it man Describe your announcement, dude. <laughs> what is your announcement? Uh, well, once I left my job, I've been thinking about it for quite some time, and I just said, you know what? I've always wanted to travel the world, so uh, I just kind of just like left my job, kind of like uh, cashed out what I had saved up through Target, like my 401k and all that stuff. And uh, I just said, like, screw it. I'm going to just do what I've always wanted to do, just travel, see the world, eat foods, meet people, see cultures like that I've never seen before. See how good I have it or see how bad I have it. Because, uh, well, there's a lot of the world we don't know about. Like, we might not know about it until we read about it or someone explains it to us. So I'm really looking forward to just kind of just let the world throw everything at me. So you're just going to travel the world? Yeah, like, right now, the, the goal is just to... Right now, I just picked the spot and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start in Brazil and we'll go from there. Have you ever done anything <laughs> like this? Uh... Most of the time, all the places I've traveled, it was planned. Where I went with friends, or like, but it was either planned. Like, like when I went to Europe, I said, "Hey, I'm always, I'm, I just told myself I got to go to Europe at least once by the time I'm 30." And I went, and I did. When I was 30, I went to Spain. I went to Italy for a little bit. And I remember from that moment when I came back home, I was talking to my brother, and I told him like, "I was like, dude, I, I think I want to live in Spain. Like, <laughs> like, like, it was just the lifestyle, the way they live, how lax it is, how it's like." They still work hard, but it's just like they live harder, in my opinion. Like, like they just know how to balance everything out perfectly over there, and I enjoyed it. Like Rome and Italy was fun, but nothing like it was in Spain. All the other, like Mexico, Canada, and Peru that I visited, Spain's probably the only like country that really, like, I enjoyed it. But it was what opened my eyes to wanting to do this, like, like see everywhere. Yeah, because most Nur- most European nations, including Spain, a lot of their day doesn't even start till like around. Like 9 a.m., 10 a.m. Yeah. Well, it's a struggle finding coffee, I could tell you that much. So. <laughs> are you, are you, you're dependent on coffee? Uh, at, at that time, yeah. Like, uh, before I really got into, like, energy drinks and all that stuff and pre-work, I was like, I was like, man, everything's closed. You know, it was like 7, 30, 8 in the morning. I was like, I got to get my day going early because, you know, I'm here to see the... And I'm, like, Googling, and I was like, close, 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 close. And there's like, oh, there's this one shop. And I'll go, oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> and even then, they they were struggling to even wake up and, and get your order right because it was so early for them. Yeah. But for you, it was like, I think for us as Americans that live in a capitalistic world, we just want to wake up as early as possible when we're traveling so we could see as much as possible. Oh, most definitely. But in these nations, especially like in Europe, that's not the case. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, like it was like for me, even something that small was a culture shock. It was like, oh, this is so. This is just normal life. Like, the, you guys really don't start until like about ten ish and up. I think there was only like 
And that whole radius that I was checking, that was like the only coffee shop that was like open. The rest were like 30 minutes, an hour before they're going to open, maybe longer. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. So when you told your brother that this is something that you would want to do, what was your brother's response? He was like, oh, I have a friend that did that. He goes, he goes, he goes, he just, he was actually kind of supportive and really kind of like, like, I think that's a cool idea. Like, why not? He's like, you're not married. You don't have kids. Like, you don't really have anything keeping you. He's always like, you just got to make sure you find someone that's willing to, like, either help you get a job there or, like, kind of find a process to get a certain type of visa, you know? Right. Because there's a lot of them. I guess nowadays a lot of countries are trying to get people to live there now instead of, like, trying to, like, not let them in. So I guess there's, like, there would be there's always all these random visas now. Like, there's, like, a nomad visa. There's a traveling visa. There's a the work visa that we all know. There's a visa that has to do with, like, just going to school or like for you to kind of like go there it's like it's right. pretty interesting how they just come up with all these there's some that i probably don't even know what they're about and you could get it yeah and, and that's something that you're willing to learn though you're yeah. willing to learn about it and you're willing to go ahead and give it a shot so brazil do you the the primary language in brazil was uh, either portuguese portuguese or um there's some spanish there because portuguese is kind of a yeah it's, it's a, kind of a soft set it's part it's part of the latin dialect history like of like descent like there's like 23 languages that kind of go off of it so are you are you good at it uh, poco portugues, mas no muito bem. Jesus. <laughs> so what made you want to go to brazil like out of all places like what what is it about brazil have you ever been there before or? uh never been there uh you ever heard of the seven wonders I have. Well, I've been to the Coliseum and I've been to Machu Picchu, and I was thinking, well, why don't I revolve some of my adventures off of me finishing that? So, Christ the Redeemer in Rio is one of them. I'm starting in Salvador, Bahia, but uh, eventually I'm going to go down there. And so, to me, that was one of the other things that interested me and attracted me to go to Brazil. So, uh, and plus, in Cancun, where Chichen Itza is that's so close, I was like, I could always in the future when I get, like, get older, I could come back to that real quick. But this is a whole other continent, so I might as well just take this out. Yeah. So that got my attention. I've always seen like a bunch of like desserts and foods there that like the way they explain them. Well, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know, like, and the other, the simplest one is like I just want to enjoy the beaches. Like, want to see what it has there. See the possibly go over into the rainforest, the Amazon. Just check that out as well. So only time will tell what I'll do when I get there. Right. It must be scary, man, to go ahead and take out your four hundred one k. You know, knowing that in the U.S. there's such, you know, there's prepayment penalties. Yeah. Once you go ahead and take it out. How are you, how are you able to go ahead and overcome those fears? Uh, what do they, what do they say? It's a, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way or you just make an excuse. To me, that was just, oh, if I do this, then I'm not going to, what's going to happen then? I'm like, I was like, I'm smart. I'm resourceful. I could get another job. It's not going to be that hard for me specifically. So I was like, you know what? But trust me, when I made that decision, it wasn't just like, yeah, I'm doing it. Like it was actually uh, something I really had to put some thought into and be like, all right, so how are we going to budget this? Like, how are we going to do it? Are we going to like, is it better? Because if I I thought about it, if I were to keep doing round trips and coming back, coming back, like you're just going to be spending so much money. So it's better to just like fill up a find a really good traveling backpack that has locks on it fill it up as best as you can and then just go one way and then just go, jump from uh, country to country and just go from there so but but yeah i was definitely like even right now when i talk about it, i'm like man it's like a little when you say it out loud it becomes even more real because you're like 
somebody be leaving within like a week. Yeah. And does your family know about this yet? Uh, yeah. Officially, everybody kind of, everybody knows now. Gotcha. Good good support. Honestly, or- I was surprised. Yeah, a lot of people were really like no one was truly like really negative. So they they you know they expressed their concerns, but what about this? What about that? You know, questions that do need to be asked and questions that like. What I'm doing is obviously foreign to like a lot of people. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. You could be five years younger than me, five years older than me. Like it's just like, oh, what are you doing? Like so, but but yeah, like I'm definitely in a position where, like I said, I was just like, I was just never really genuinely like happy. So I was just like, like, and I'm losing interest in everything I like, and I don't even know what I'm truly interested in. I was like, well, I need to do something about this because it's more important about me working harder on myself, you know, and like being a better version of myself because. That's what we need to do. So I started, uh, so I just started actually like writing about my days every day. Started journaling. And then I started making bucket lists of little things that I could kind of like check off and big things that I could check off. And I kind of like, it was like little small wins that built up to these bigger wins. So it was kind of nice. Yeah, man. You mentioned that, that there were times that you just weren't happy. Talk to me about that, man. Do you feel that you're facing your own mental health struggles head on by, by doing this? this travel venture or is this how you feel that you're best able to cope with those struggles? Honestly, that's a really good question. Um, I would say, I guess, oh man. or is this hmm. like a fucking midlife crisis? Hey, it could be that for all <laughs> I know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It could be that. But like, nah, like, um, I was struggling like mentally, like, you know, cause I really didn't know what I want and all that stuff. So I was like, but there's one thing that I know is that I always have like comfort. And, like, I'm happy all the time. It's, like, when I'm always on the move. Like, I, when I'm always on the move like that, like, I'm always having a great time. But when I'm, like, when I felt, I also felt stuck. Like, I just, my life's at a point where I was, like, I need to reset. I need to figure out who I am. What, what do I want to do? Like, yeah. what do I love doing? And I was, like, and I had to ask all those other questions. Yeah, because it's it's interesting when, when they talk about, you know, when they talk about you. And you're you're a type of guy that really focuses on making other people happy and you are a guy that really does a good job at at center at at being that center of attention that makes other people feel good and i'm and i'm showing you this picture now and and you know we, we we think about you know good times and just around friends and being around other people and you are that individual that makes people feel happy you know let you're you're a happy person or at least this, that's what you portray to the world yeah is, is so, there something deeper i think in that photo uh times for, i would say in that photo that was pretty long ago wasn't it that oh, man that was that was 2017 15, man yeah, yeah i was about to say that was um i don't know like when i'm around my closest friends like alex all of us from room festivals like that like those are the other times where like i'm in like all right cool things aren't that bad do you know what i mean like but it's just uh i would say yeah, like, because I did, that was one thing that I, it's kind of good that you pointed out because uh, to me, it's probably like a bad way to say it, but I was like, I was like, there's a point in time where I was like, I started realizing like, man, I'm kind of somewhat of a like people pleaser. Like I always just don't want, I want people around me to always be comfortable, be happy, enjoy themselves. But there's sometimes where like, I could go a little too far with it. I'm like, I'm like, all right, like now it's getting to the point where it's a little too much, you know? So how to change my strides on that set better uh, boundaries for myself, you know? Like, when people are, like, trying to make you feel guilty and stuff like that, I was like, wait a second. What do you mean, like, make you feel guilty? Like, you know, any kind of gaslighting where they're like, we're like, we're like, oh, 
oh, like, like, or something simple. Like, let's say you have plans with someone, right? And it's like repeatedly always happening. You're like, oh, this came up. And it's like, but we had plans. Like, it's not, it's not like, oh, we might do it. Like, we were set on going. And all of a sudden, it's two hours after the time. And now you're just like, and I'm like, oh, y'all, okay, it's cool. Things happen. But in reality, I'm just like, I would never really express myself. So I think that's another, like, fault I had, like, learning about myself. Yeah. So for you, it was, you were more of a passive communicator. Yeah. Where you would go ahead and express yourself in ways that after the, after the fact, and you wouldn't communicate yourself. And instead of addressing the situation, you would distance yourself. Yeah, pretty much. So it's just like, so I just got to, so honestly, all these little things I've been doing that haven't been making me a better version of myself and actually been getting along with people more and like, and I guess I've surrounded myself with like closer friends. Like I, my, I still have my friends that to me that are like my real friends, but I've, like, but I've but I've actually cut some people out that like I thought would be like lifelong friends. Is that because of the fact that you felt that they it, weren't respecting your boundaries? Uh, that and plus uh, I felt like it was more one ways. You know, like you're usually the one always reaching out. You're the one doing this, and then you start catching on like with some friends when you go out there like doing these like put downs thinking you're not catching it and you're like you're like you know i caught that right like 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 saying like oh you're like like oh he's just like that or like oh he you're dumb like you know what I mean like little little things where it's like in front of people where you're like passive aggressive yeah like they're they're making it seem like they're being polite but then they'll do that little they'll drop that little put down real quick and you're just like what like, and what does and what does that do to you um back then i just kind of just shrugged it off and then through time, I kind of like, then when I confront them about it, they're like, oh, I don't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was just like little things like that. Like there's just certain people where they got involved in certain like lifestyles too, like where I'm just like, nah. As I show you that picture, are, are those people still in your life or no? Oh, yeah. Um, Alex and Noemi specifically. Me and Alex have been friends since kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that, and that was always a situation, you know, that you guys were, you guys were pals and... Yeah, me, yeah, me and him are still good. Like we, uh, we were seeing like barbecue. That kind of because he knows I'm leaving, so we also ate out. So we're probably gonna hang out one more time before I live too. So that's awesome, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that. And and again, I say this in a joking manner. You know, I I talk about the midlife crisis in a joking manner, but there are many individuals our age that feel that we skipped a step in our psychosocial development, and our identity wasn't formed because we're more focused on surviving. You know, for you it was. You know, having to do your shifts at at Target and you know making that bread so you could go ahead and survive. Do you feel that that's happening in a sense that you're just trying to survive, or is something else happening? Um, survive? Yeah. Well, to me, I feel like your twenty should be for you to just learn about yourself. Like I think all of us were forced. Just like we're probably, you brought up a good point, like we're just learning how to survive, right? So a lot of us are taught, oh, go to school, know what you want to do, do this, do that. And it's like, you really want people to already figure all this out, be, and they haven't even like really been an adult like at a high school. It's like, to me, I feel like the first few years out of high school should be more getting taught like the simple stuff we always share through social media, like everybody does, like learn how to do your taxes, you know, stuff, simple stuff like that, but you don't. So... But yeah, you're totally right though. Like, because that's how it felt for me. It was I felt like I was just waking up every day just to go to work, come back home, do the same thing over and over, and I was just like this. I was, that was like another big part. Don't get me wrong; it's a good company. They they take care of you, but of it's course. just it's just like for me, it was like do I really want to live this way. Like, 
This is a routine. This is a routine. I was like, it's like, so I was like, so I thought like, you know, like I said, when I, when I pulled the trigger, it was just like, all right, this, this is happening. Like you already left. Like there's no going back. So I was like, all right, well, let's start taking steps. Let's start looking for the things you need to do. Make sure like buy the things you need. Talk to people you feel like you need to talk to about like what, what I should do, how I should handle it and all that stuff. So it's a, it gets pretty like it got pretty stressful in the beginning because it was like because the first week it was just like I don't know what to do. <laughs> Second week it got a little easier. Third week I was like, all right, now I kind of more comfortable. I'm starting to do more research. I'm starting to figure out where I want to go, where I want to start, what I got to do. Do you feel that you went into some sort of state of panic when you just straight up quit and you were just like I don't know what to do at this point? Oh, no, like, um, not really, like, I wouldn't say panic, because I, I did give my notice, I left in good terms, and all that stuff, but, uh, but, like, it was just one of those ones where it was just, like, real, like, I don't know, I really don't know how to explain it, it's just, like, once it happened, it was just, like, all right, like, after, like, the, like, it took a while for it to hit me, like, hey, this is real, so, yeah. so you just can't be lollygagging around and doing nothing, like, you gotta actually start making moves. Gotcha. So what's the primary reason you chose South America as the destination for your self-discovery journey? I guess a start line. Uh, starting point? Uh, I think I brought it up earlier because the one thing that I did caught my attention was Christ the Redeemer. I was like, all right, get number three out of the way of the wonders. Second, it looks like every time I see stuff like on food, it looks like they have great food. They have a great uh, like beaches. And it's, What's your relationship with food? Because I mean, you're you're a skinny dude, so I mean, like, <laughs> you, but you make it sound like you're like there's this like hidden like inner fat kid inside. Because it kind of is like most of my oldest friends that know me growing up, they're like, nah, don't let this dude deceive you. <laughs> <laughs> you like will be like, I'll be like, oh man, I'm full, and then someone will probably like put like some kind of pie in front. Of me. I was like, all right, because I got to take a couple bites, you know. <laughs> so, but like, no, nah, I'm, I'm more of a snacker though, dude. So when I come in foodie, I mean, like, that's why I always look for like these like small dishes, like the street foods, the, the desserts, and all that stuff, because like, I think it's just so amazing how many things there is in this world that we don't have here, or like even in our states, and and they're just like popular in other countries. And then when you get there, you're like, why don't we have this? Like, like it's just it's it's interesting. Like, have I ever told you, uh, like, when I went to Peru when I was younger, I was 2016, I, was, uh, I ate alpaca. Okay. It's delicious. I tell this to everybody, and they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, it's delicious. It's probably the best meat you'll ever eat in your life. <laughs> and Every Peruvian is upset right now. Oh, so. what are you talking about? That's main, That's like a delicacy. Like, uh, alpacas and guinea pigs are delicacies. Oh, jeez. That, that's, like, literally, like, the, some of the most expensive dishes when you go eat there. We're right. not the alpaca, but the guinea pig. Gotcha. Yeah, guinea pigs. Like you you can pass that up if you want. It's like whatever. Yeah, but the but the alpaca. <laughs> the alpaca's a must. If you go to Peru, you, you at least got to eat this one. Gotcha. Does South America call you more compared to going to Europe or Asia, Australia or any other continent? Um, excuse me. Um, uh, um, honestly, it's just uh, I'm weird. I want to go places. I kind of want to be able to interact with the people. Like earlier when you asked me if I could say something, I want to be able to at least have somewhat of a conversation with them mm-hmm. in their tongue because it usually makes your travels a lot more easy and more, they're more helpful. And, you're, and since you can understand, it makes it easier for you to get around, know where to go, what are they recommending, how to do things. So that's the other thing. So I was like, all right, the only language I know for an absolute fact I carry a conversation is English, Spanish, 
Brazilian Portuguese. Portugal Portuguese because it's actually different the way they pronounce everything and everything. And then uh, I would say, I say I would know I know enough Italian and maybe Korean to carry a com- decent long sized conversation. Where did all these fascinations to learn the foreign languages come from? Since I was a kid. Yeah. I used to just, I was dumb. I used to think like, hey, mom, what's that person saying? And she's like, I don't know. Like, it's not Spanish or English. She's like, like, and I'm like, and then it hit me like, oh, no, not everybody knows. And I had to talk to my brother too. And I was like, not everybody speaks every language. She's like, you have to learn it. And I was right. like, oh, okay. And when I was younger, we really, I feel like we didn't, like the whole world didn't have the resources we have now to like really teach yourself to learn how new languages. And now we do. There's a lot of these good apps that actually have systematically made systems to make you actually absorb the information and keep it. Right. So uh, I started using it. I started using an app called Pimsleur. And uh, in my opinion, it works because I actually like run into people and I actually have conversations. You know, obviously, if I pronounce something wrong, they help me correct it. And I'm totally fine with it because I'm like, I'd rather say it right than look like a fool. So, but yeah, I've always had a fascination with language since I was a kid. Always. So when you were younger, what would you do to, you know, because the technology now is super advanced. But what would would you do back then? Uh. I wouldn't do anything because I, I didn't know how to, like, get access to it. Like, and even when I got older, like, if you would want it, you would have to pay, like, to get something that's going to actually help you. You're, you were spending quite a bit of money. Right. Nowadays, you can spend, like, some apps are free. Some will make charge you, like, 10, 20 bucks a month. Like, a first, and, and that's more affordable. And especially for when nowadays, what we, we could do everything with our phones. Right. And that's, and that's how I study it. So, it's, like, it's very convenient for me to have access to it. Gotcha. So for you, when when did this? Uh, I guess when did you start the journey to learn these new languages? Uh, I was doing research about apps, and I guess like Pimsleur, like so far was always like number one or top three. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna pick that one. And uh, when it became like once I knew there was something that had that many, because I was like 51 languages in there or something, I was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna choose that one just because that's the most. And if I do want to learn more, I, I can. And it saves your progress, so that's the best part. And they have little tests for you after your lessons are over, so you would actually like absorb the information, make sure you keep it. It's not just listening and reading, you know. So, but I would say I started. That's it. Oh yeah, it was last year, not the big April. I think it was April two thousand twenty-two or March two thousand twenty-two when I started using it. So, where does the discipline come in for you to be able to like? How much time do you dedicate per week or per day? Uh. Depending how many I'm trying to learn, like, because I'm trying to learn quite a bit, but, like, my main focus ones, those are, they pretty much almost have to get done every day. It's okay if I miss a day here or there, but, like, I try to do it every day. So, let's say right now I'm doing, like, Castellano, like, Castilian, and then Portugal and Brazilian, right? So, like, for me, those three, every day, like, they got to get done. Because in reality, you just need a lesson a day. You can do more if you feel confident and all that stuff, but... How do you? How was your confidence level with regards to those languages? Um, I'm confident. Like I'm not gonna say like I'm fluent, but like yeah, I'll be comfortable to like try to carry conversation. I wouldn't even hesitate. Yeah, because you're not gonna know if it's working unless you start throwing it out there. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's gonna help you survive in a sense. How do you think your experience in South America shapes you or changes your perspective on your mental health, or will change it? I don't know if it will change it. There's the hopes that it will, you know, like, but, uh, but I'm already like, like I said, in the beginning I was scared, but like now I'm just like really excited and now I'm like, just, I can't wait. Like every day it gets closer that day is like, it's like, it's too far. And like, 
and I just can't wait to like meet people that are staying where I'm staying at, like in hostels and kind of communicate. Cause, uh, and I also chose to stay in hostels because like you could, uh, I use this app called hostel world and you could connect with the people that are staying there. So you could actually private chat them if they want to talk to you or not and let them know, Hey, I'm showing up this day. And as I get closer, I'm hoping I could connect with you and be like, Hey, I'm showing up this day. Anybody want to do anything? And, and uh, it shows what countries they're coming from, which is even cooler. So, Gotcha. No, that's pretty cool. Are there any particular foods, cultures, or religious practices in South America that you feel will positive influence your mental health? Mm. Religion, I would, like, religion, I've always been with whatever about most of my life. Um, but uh, the foods, obviously, you eat stuff that you like and brings you joy, right? So I guess you could say it's going to help me out, but I wouldn't uh, really base it off of anything that's there that's going to really be the thing that, like, helps me. But I think the only thing that really does help my mental health will be the, the traveling that I'll be on. Yeah. Do you feel like a lot of the local places that you'll visit, do you feel like they will respond to you, just who you are in your journey? I think so. I think I think like when people meet me, they'll we'll carry conversations, have a good time. I've never really, you know me pretty well. Like I've never really had a difficult time carrying a conversation with any kind of stranger. Yeah, unless, unless they just really just don't want to have a conversation. And I'm like, all right, there's nothing I can do about that. Right. That there's things that you can't control, can't control. Yeah. So like I never push it. Like once I could tell or read the vibe that like this person just doesn't want it, I just leave them alone. Right. So. I guess I'm I'm kind of curious to know, do you feel that the diversity in South America, do you feel like it's going to go ahead and help you work towards being able to have conversations about mental health or? Hmm. With like, with like other strangers, like from other countries, like see, like, like essentially kind of talk about your story kind of what you've gone through, what you've been through and then see if there's, if there's, if there's similarities even within the culture. Uh, yeah, like uh, for the people I meet there, yeah, that, I, I'm more than likely uh, like whoever I is willing to have a conversation with me if it comes up of why I'm doing what I'm doing and vice versa, then yeah, like I'll share and see how it goes. I think it will be, it should be therapeutic because you're expressing yourself and if they're expressing themselves and then if you find out you have similarities, it makes it, uh, it kind of slowly kind of builds a friendship as well. Is it easy for you to talk about mental health? Not really. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest with you, no. Like, because, like, cause like, I, like, I think everyone has mental health issues, like, we just, some share more than others. Why do you feel that it's more difficult for you compared to someone else? I Honestly, I don't know why I'm so closed off to it. It's just, like, it's, like, I, I guess since I've never been very good at expressing it, like, to a lot of people, like, like, it's, like, for me, it's more, like, the more they know about me, that like that's like uh, the more right? the more vulnerable that you'll be. Exactly, that's a perfect way to actually put it. Nah, yeah, it's it's definitely scary, man. So, do you feel like this journey is going to go ahead and help you get out of your comfort zone, like traveling to a new place and addressing and learning about other people and what they've gone through? Actually, that was one of my biggest goals when I left my job. Is like get comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, like I knew, like when I got here and did the podcast, I was like, I was like. I know it's out of my comfort zone, but it's something I need to try to see if it's something I could actually do. Because we're all we're all capable of doing hard things. Yeah. Why Why is it important for you to get out of that comfort zone? Uh, well, 
There's no growth in comfort. You stay where you're at. It's complacency. Yeah. And you definitely want to get out of that for sure. I think it's easier said than done. Most definitely. Like little steps. Do you feel that it's easier for you compared to other people to be able to just say, screw it. I'm, I'm gone. I'm going to go ahead and give up 16 years and <laughs> give up my career, give up my, you know, my friendships, my. Uh, well, I don't really look as giving up my friendships. We have so much social media to keep in touch with everybody that we care about that they'll have access. Will it be different? Cause I'll always be on the move and I might miss some birthdays, miss some events. Like that's, the, that's, that just comes with it. I wouldn't say it's easier. I said it was just something that I like, I knew I had to push through for myself. They just want to do this. It's like, it's something I know I always wanted it. And for me, that was enough. Like, it's like, it's like, is this what you really want? Or is this just, you just being crazy and just left your job, you know? So do you feel like you're being crazy? No, like I'm actually like generally like, even we're talking about right now, like I'm genuinely happy with my decision. Like I have no regrets. Like I am like genuinely looking forward to like everything that comes my way, the hardships, the good stuff, like everything. What advice would you give to someone who might be considering a similar journey? for their own mental health or self-discovery? I would always... <sighs> you ever uh, heard of Jim Ron? No, tell me about him. Well, like, you know, he's like a life coach. Like, if you watch, like, you'll be able to follow him on Instagram. Like, he has, like, I don't think he's old. He doesn't do... He's no longer... Um, he says, uh, work harder on yourself than you do at your job. Because that's where the real growth comes. That's where you really start expanding who you are, what you can do, what you want to do. Because the, the harder you work on yourself, the quicker you're going to figure out what you really want to do. It's fine to make a good living and work for someone else, but why not try to find a way where you can work for yourself? So through this journey, I think I'm going to go ahead and ask you probably one of the questions that so many people have asked you. How do you plan to sustain yourself outside of the savings? Uh, It's just... uh. Hmm. Good question. It's more just spending it smart. And what I mean by that is like like me, I'm not trying to stay anywhere bougie. Like I'm not trying to stay anywhere nice. My goal is just because if I were to do that, then I'm still being comfortable. Like it's just like, no. And plus, when you do this, you got to look at costs. Like how much are things going to cost you? Like where could you go? When could you go? How long could you do it? So when I'm looking at the numbers and what I have, it's like, all right, if I were to do everything this way, I'll be able to travel for about six months, maybe longer. If I travel this way, we're looking at three to six months. If I were to really just build real friendships and like start couch surfing, shoot, you can you could probably push it to a year. So for you, is this is this a plan or a journey that has an end date or an end game? It does not have an end date. It just has a start. Okay. Gotcha. So if it came down to it, do you feel like you would be willing to start new ventures to find a way to sustain this goal and plan? Um, I think so. I think, like, obviously if I get an interest or an idea through the travels, sometimes that's how we get our best ideas is by doing this stuff, doing stuff that's out of the ordinary, that's foreign to everyone, that's a difficult decision because it is. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, but yeah, I do hope that by the time the journey is over, the travel's over, like I have an idea to come up with something that could give me 
where I could stay in a similar lifestyle. It's still work, but I get to do what I love while I'm doing it. Gotcha. So, I mean, there's there's nothing that's really stopping you. There's nothing that's keeping you here. There's not, I'm assuming there's no mortgage. There's no family. There's nothing. It's just you. Yeah. And was that, do you feel that your plans would be different if you had those things, if you had a family, if you had? Most definitely, because like, you want to provide and you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're just, it's going to be difficult. You got kids, you got a wife, you got a mortgage, you got to like, if you're trying to keep it, you're going to need to work. So it doesn't really matter. Like you would not be able to do what I do. Well, I shouldn't say you wouldn't be able to do. It's up to your partner. If you guys think you guys come up with a game plan where you could take a gap year, leave your job and like do it. I'm the type of person that I'm always going to be like, do it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm going to say do it is not because, like, I don't care about whatever they're going through. Is more, if you think that's going to make you happy, why not do it? Like, like people always act like they know exactly what's going to happen. Like, we, you, don't know, you don't know if your company's going to be like, hey, we got to downsize. Bye. Gotcha. And it's like, that's why I was like, if you were like, well, what happens with the way the economy's going? Like, you don't know that. I don't know if I would have got let go, like, a year from now, two years from now. You just don't know. And that's like, so when people kind of find it, like, I guess I could use the word weird or like, like just, just like, like I used the word earlier, foreign, like just to, to people, it's like, well, to me, it's foreign that you're willing to stay somewhere and you know you could leave. Like, why don't you just find something better? Or if you- <laughs> right. So for you, it's more solution focused to go ahead. And if you have a problem, which is, which may be for most people, their unhappiness yeah. with their employment, it's an easy solution for you to go ahead and dip out of it and go find what you're looking for. Exactly. Okay. How do you think this trip will impact your long-term perspective and strategy towards whatever it is you need to figure out? When I'm on my deathbed, I'm not going to be like I should have. Yeah. I'll be more satisfied like when the time comes that I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I did that. So kind of talking about family and, and mortgages and all those things, do you feel like those have been put on a back burner because you needed to do this? It, uh, No, it's more like, like, just don't have anyone. So it's just like, for me, it's, I guess, like, as you can say, this has really never been, like, an absolute priority at any point. And with me, like, don't get me wrong, like, I love my nephews and nieces and all my friends that, to their kids, to me, are my nephews and nieces. It's just like, like, nah. Like, when I see, like, the, the what they have to do, I'm just like, uh, I'm a little too selfish with my time and who I am. I'm like, I don't think I want that. <laughs> right. So, like, for right now, me and the person I am, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking for, like, family and all that stuff. So, I think that's another reason it was a lot easier for me to make this decision because I'm not looking for any, like, permanent relationships like that. Second to last question that I have for you is, what do you want to tell your family and friends that recently heard about your plans? I'm going to have a great time. <laughs> uh, now all the conversations have been in person and separate, and uh, they they know they they're happy that I'm doing it because they know I want to do it. Like they like I said, uh, they were the ones. Some there were a couple of them, but they were the ones where like the moment I told them like, "Oh, I left," and they're like, "What?" It took them time to process. Like, wait, and I was like, what? And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gone. Like, I'm leaving." And they're like, "My mom was the funny one because like she heard it and she was thinking like, oh, he's just going on a little vacation, cool.'" And I was like, "No, like I don't know when I'm coming back." And then she was like, "What?" So let's just say my mom right now is like kind of spoiling me, especially with food. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Specifically food. She's like, hey, you want to come out? I was like, yeah. You made me chilaquiles? Yeah, I'm going to go right now. 
Right on. <laughs> Final question I have for you, um, and I like to end my podcast by asking this question is, is there a question that you wish that I would have asked you during this episode or any final comments or thoughts that you want to share with our audience? No, oh, man, I think you asked some pretty good questions. Like I, like, I can't think of anything better than you kind of asked me. I just got to hope I answered them good enough for people to kind of get an idea of what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do. Hey, man, that's awesome. Uh, where where could people find you uh, if they want to reach out to you and ask you more questions about your journey? Um, I'm mostly on Instagram, I believe. You have me on Instagram, right? Yeah, I do. You don't even know your Instagram handle? I, can, I, I know it, but it's one of those ones where like, do I know it, know it? I don't want to give you the wrong one. Oh, yeah, it's JGSBerry5. I just want to make sure. I always double check that because, you know, in other social media, you have d- different handles and it's just like, oh. Gotcha. All right, my dude. So thanks so much for doing this. So this is Destigmatize Season 2, Episode 6. And you can find Destigmatize Podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Jose, thanks so much for doing this episode, brother. No problem.